0: We are the Ishtar Collective, a website dedicated to categorizing the law of destiny. You can find us online at www.ishtar-collective.net and on Twitter at Ishtar Call. I'm Baxter, the founder of the Ishtar Collective.
1: I'm Purple Chimera, the lead archivist at the Ishtar Collective.
2: I'm Normal Norman, the lead engineer at the Ishtar Collective. And today we are going to talk
0: about the Ahamkara. So, the first question is, what do we mean when we say Ahamkara?
1: That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They seem to be what we outside of the game think of as dragons. Yeah. They're described as being really large and having giant scales. It sounds like a giant lizard to me.
2: Mm -hmm. And we see lots of uh, pieces of their, I guess, skeletal system throughout some of the armor that I guess we'll get to. Um, But just going through what we see in-game in terms of imagery, it seems pretty clear that they're dragons of different sizes, at least.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And um,
0: one of the main sources for that is Ghost Fragment Warlock. Where um it's you know this story of a warlock having a conversation with a hunter, and one of the things that the warlock says is like the ahamkara, do you know the legends? the dragon that made promises so that, that that's probably within the grimoire that is the the, the main um, piece of evidence that suggests that the the ahamkara are dragon or dragon-like creatures anyway, mm-hmm.
2: right?
1: And there are a lot of myths in in a variety of cultures about having some kind of dragon-like thing that grants wishes or is a luck like the luck dragon from Neverending Story. <laughs> if you saw that movie, <laughs> and you know these kinds of things, it's it's not. They seem to be not universal, but they. Are in a lot of different cultures.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, what is the um, history of the Ahamkara?
2: Where did they come from?
1: I have Do we no. really
2: know the place of origin? Yeah, I think it's pretty broad, or or um, not specifically called out in the grimoire, as far as we can tell.
0: Yeah, I know we we did say in the um, the the summary. You know, there's this there's this shared belief, I guess, that the Ahamkara were on Venus, but we actually couldn't find much evidence for that when we were researching. Uh, well, we couldn't really find any evidence in the grimoire for the Ahamkara coming from Venus. Mm-hmm.
2: I know, as far as uh, in-game reasoning for that, there. If you go to Venus, um, I think it's at the Ishtar Sink, maybe. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can see way off in the distance um, some things that look like flying dragons, but uh, it's very much speculative.
0: And I think Bungie did say at one point that those aren't Ahamkara.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I I guess the answer is we don't know.
1: Supposedly we killed all them, so it would be weird if they were flying around Venus. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: But to go back to where they came from, we don't know which planet... They lived on, but um, but in in Ghost Fragment Warlock again. Within that same paragraph, the Warlock says how much life sprang up when the traveler came, which implies that they either arrived with the traveler or they, um, were maybe maybe. I wouldn't I wouldn't like to think they were were created by the traveler, but you know the fact that it says sprang up does imply that they were. They, um, you know, they appeared on Venus as it became. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, I should. Can we cut that out because I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> 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 I have to stop. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just stuck in my head that it's from Venus.
1: Yeah, it's really funny how yeah. that happens. Yeah. But I agree. So it says how much lo- life sprang up when the traveler came, like the Ahamkara. So obviously the warlock is listing different species that came around when the. Mm-hmm when the traveler came. But we don't necessarily know whether the traveler created them or whether they were elsewhere in the universe and were drawn to Earth and to our solar system because the traveler was here. Yeah.
2: Much like the fallen.
1: Yeah. And the hive and everyone else. And the hive. Mm-hmm. The traveler's like a giant magnet.
0: Yeah. And and it's interesting because the way that the warlock Um, says that, it does imply that the Ahamkara didn't come with the collapse, but that they came with the Traveler itself. So that means that they potentially existed during the Golden Age.
1: That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it could be. Makes you wonder what impact they had on humanity during the Golden Age. Because we know the at least part of the impact they had on the guardians. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I guess we can only speculate. There, we don't have any. We don't have any. Any um, really other other than this. Other than this one card, we don't have any evidence to suggest that the Ahamkara existed during the Golden Age. Right. Uh, and we don't have any other evidence to suggest that they appeared with the Traveller. I'm not saying we should. We should think that this this card is wrong or anything like that. But you know, at the moment, we're, you know, we have to base a lot on a single paragraph.
1: Yeah, and not even mm-hmm. a whole paragraph; it's just a couple of lines.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, being wish dragons or luck dragons or whatever you want to call them. It seems like what their significance, because like, yeah, there are giant Ahamkara uh, dragons flying around. But what did they do exactly? Why were they important? <laughs> Why do we have a podcast about them? They they seem to have changed power with people, giving granting wishes maybe. We know that they made promises of power. Mm-hmm. And that that was of the problem of their existence
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and we also have some evidence there's a there's an there's an item long tomorrow 9g which has the flavor text some of them survived I know a fellow says he saw a wish dragon on Jupiter a ways back which we Mm. we think we have you know I, I was just discussing this earlier with the guys and I think everybody is pretty much in agreement that this is about Ahamkara. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the this reinforces this idea that the, the Ahamkara granted wishes.
1: Yeah, well, and if it's not about the Ahamkara, that opens up a whole other can of worms because, like, well, what's it about? That's a totally different species, then. Yeah. And we know... That in Ghost Fragment Legends 3 is the card that talks about the great hunt, which is when they hunted down the Ahamkara, Mm -hmm. and that they were, at least according to the vanguard, made extinct. Mm -hmm. The line says, and thus the Ahamkara were made extinct. Their call silenced. So, yeah. This brings up a lot of interesting questions about the Vanguard, because mm-hmm. we've had other problems running into the, the Vanguard's official stance on something or someone being dead. And then we have in the Grimoire, well, maybe not so much.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it does seem as though maybe, maybe the Vanguard don't have the best record keeping. I don't know. So yeah, there there is this, this great hunt that took place. So so why did that happen? Why was there a great
2: hunt? Well, it seems like the power that the Amkara are giving to uh, <clears throat> to people at this time, um, it, it seems like it's a little bit beyond what the Vanguard considers to be safe. Um, especially in Legends 3, it mentions the, the Amkara knew answers to questions that no one had known to ask, and the price was too high. So it seems like to some degree, maybe the vanguard wanted to control some of the information that uh, the Amkara was was letting leak out. And then this was probably, this was in the city age, I believe, the way this card is worded, this is what it sounds like. Um, and there's probably a lot of the the same situation that the um, Lords of Iron were going through in terms of there's warlords, there's lots of different uh, groups that are going in and using whatever means necessary to gain power and, and standing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you said that because I hadn't really thought of the possibility that you, you, so what I'd kind of thought was happening is that um, we don't know what the price was, we don't know what exchange the guardians were making for this information that mm-hmm. the that the dragons had, and you know I I I kind of presumed that the um, when it said that the price was was too great. Um, that it was talking about the price to the individual Guardian, so that the Guardian was was giving up something in return for getting this information. But, what you were saying there about the Vanguard not wanting certain information to get out, um, that's definitely a possibility that I hadn't considered.
2: Yeah, the main reason being that line that, you know, the Amkar knew answers to questions no one had known to ask, It, it seemed like Um, there's probably a reason that sentence is in there is the way I'm reading it, but yeah, I think you, you are correct. The price itself, it almost seems like some kind of pact, um, that, you know, we'll, we'll talk later about the, the worms, um, and the connection potentially between Ankara and and the worms there, but it really seems like there is somewhat of a bargain, um, or mutually, uh, beneficial relationship whenever gaining information and power from the Ankara,
1: Yeah. Well, and and kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about wish dragons being in multiple cultures, I've never heard of a dragon myth or wish dragon myth that where the dragon just gives you a wish or gives you power or whatever because it's, yeah. it's a nice dragon and it just likes giving yeah. things away right. There's always except, some kind of exchange,
2: except for Falcor. In the Neverending Story.
1: Wow. Well, yeah.
2: He's the special case. The nice luck dragon.
0: It, it, it does sound Sorry a little as though... I had to do it. <laughs> it does sound a little... You know, like like there are so many stories of genies... Or whatever in, in Legend. Um, and there's always... There's always a price. You know, there's always... It might not be an exchange. But there's always some cost... That the, the the wisher, is that the right is that the right term? Yeah, I think it probably is. Yeah. Um, you know, wh- whoever is making the wish, there's always some unexpected consequence. Um, it's it's just that you know the nature. It's, it's kind of like a, a theme, uh, throughout throughout all genie related stories. Yeah. yep
1: so let's move on and talk about their bones, because that's what we interact with most in-game. Yeah. There aren't any Ahamkara in the immediate vicinity that we know of to hunt, so we mostly have their bones, which we've turned into armor.
0: Yeah, which is a curious thing to do anyway, really.
1: It's a very um, gelian thing to do.
0: It is. I was just thinking that. Um, yeah, I guess the other the other Iron Lords probably... Would have been a little bit confused by by current trends in the tower. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seemed it seems really common um, to use um, bones in armor, and it looks like there's a reason for it as well.
1: Well, but it's mostly warlocks and hunters. Are there any titan ones?
0: I don't think no, but- there are any titan.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's that's interesting. I don't know if there has some story connection there Why there's not a titan uh, Amkara item. They also seem to be predominantly beneficial to solar subclasses, if, I'm, yeah. if I remember right.
0: Which makes sense with them being dragons, I guess.
1: Most dragons breathe huh. fire. Right.
0: But um, I, I remember in, in year one, there was a theory that the reason that there were no Amkara um, items for Titans is because there was no solar subclass for Titans. Ah, oh, okay. But now that we have Sun Singers. Wait, sun no.
1: Sunbreakers. No.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you. Now that we have Sunbreakers. Is it Sunbreakers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because now I want it to have... just be
1: Breaker, <laughs> because it's Defender and Striker. It should just be Breaker. Sorry, that's right. totally. right. should be and, tangent. And there's there. an
2: exotic. Uh, or um, gauntlet set for Warlocks. Yeah. It's the Sunbreaker, right? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: there is, yeah. Confusing. Um. Anyway. Yeah, but so, so So. anyway, now that there is a solar subclass for Titans, um, but there still aren't any Ahamkara items for a Titan, it does suggest the Titans, for whatever reason, aren't interested in ahamkara bones
1: yeah Hmm. which makes you wonder is it because the ahamkara bones don't affect titans the way they do warlocks and hunters or is it because the titans don't think that way You're yeah well it's it's
0: it's interesting that you ask that well well, let's talk first in what, in what way do the bones affect warlocks and hunters?
1: Well, they seem to... Uh, some of them um, have... cause auditory hallucinations. Um, for example, the sealed Ahamkara grasps, say, plating the Ahamkara bones in silver helps to quiet the auditory hallucinations, O oh bearer mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it, it seems like there's some amount of um, communication to some degree with, with the bones or with having them on, there's a, a bit of a, almost like a voice in their head. Uh, so there's a couple of the lines about the uh, the items that are using the bones seem to indicate that. I'll try to find one.
0: So um, another example is... Um Look at all this life, O oh bearer mine. There is so much left to burn. No.
2: Yeah, and the, the, skull, the
1: Sorry.
2: The skull, skull of dire, Amkara, also says, Reality is the finest flesh, O oh bearer mine. And are you not hungry? It almost seems like they're, these are um, thoughts that are coming from the, the bones themselves. Yeah.
1: There also seems to be a weird thing with teeth maybe because they're so mm-hmm. hungry. Uh, Voidfang Vestments says, you will dream of teeth and nothing else, um, scratched hmm. on a buckle. And then the young Ahamkara spine says, give me your arm, O bearer mine. Let me help you fill the world with teeth. Which is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So the Voidfang Vestments, I mean, personally, I think this is, um related to the Ahamkara but we have to be a little well I mean it's an interesting one because it doesn't mention Ahamkara in the name and it doesn't use the phrase obera, obera mine which is the the phrase that we commonly associate with Ahamkara. Yeah. So that there is a possibility that the void fang vestments Are not related to the Ahamkara. Mm -hmm. A slim possibility.
2: Yeah, the the way it's worded too, it's something that was a message written on the armor piece versus a quote or a phrase that seemed to be connected. Yeah. It's interesting.
0: Okay, so for some reason, warlocks and hunters appear to have some sort of connection to items that make use of um, ahamkara bones and the the relationship that they have with them causes them to have some sort of hallucination or hear some sort of message um, and the messages follow a, a fairly common theme and it's generally about burning, about hunger, about about killing and they tend to use the phrase, oh, bear a mind. Mm-hmm.
1: In the Ghost Fragment Warlock that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, it has the line at the, the very end um, after the warlock sends the hunter off to, or challenges the hunter to go get... Um, an ahamkara scale. Um, It says, and I looked at the piece of spine in my hand and wondered, why did I say that? What moved me to such pride? So it seems like not only does the, do these bones talk to you, but they might kind of nudge you to act in certain ways that you might not otherwise act.
0: Yeah definitely. Hmm. So um, just a- another instance of the phrase O oh, bear a mind, although this has a slight variation, is in Ghost Fragments Legends 3 that we were talking about earlier, uh, which is about the great Ahamkara hunt. The final two paragraphs read, And thus the Ahamkara were made extinct. they call silence their solipsistic flatteries erased, their great design if it ever existed, broken of this you can be assured, oh reader mine
1: But <laughs> kind of makes it think like it's written by an Ahamkara which supports the thought from the long tomorrow um, hunter helmet yeah. that yeah. there's at least one dragon that still survived
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, could this also still be the Bones sort of injecting thought into um, the author here, or just, you know, in general, um, those thoughts kind of coming from the Bones versus them actually writing this card? I mean, I like that theory.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility.
1: So, I just was thinking, where... Do we know where we got this Ghost Fragment Warlock? Like where in the game we picked up? Hmm. Is it
0: Ghost Fragment Warlock 1, the first one?
1: Yeah. The reason I'm asking is because we were talking earlier about why on Earth did we say that the Ahamkar were found on Venus and I'm wondering if this Ghost Fragment wasn't found if you didn't find it from like picking up a dead ghost or something on Venus
0: so I just had a quick search on the internet um, and it says it was uh, it's obtained by reviving a ghost in Tower North
1: oh never mind then <laughs> <laughs> good thought well, I wonder about um, Legends 3 yeah
2: it just made me think of a possible uh, feature for Ishtar Collective ghost locations
0: well work. we have talked about that before mm-hmm. but and uh, the down the downside is that it's just another thing that we have to maintain that's not automatically yeah maintained, Ma- you know? manual yeah we'd have
2: to go yeah. manually pull it all in yeah
0: so I just googled Ghost Fragment Legends 3 and that's obtained by waking a dead ghost in Clovis Bray on Mars, mm. so that doesn't really that
1: doesn't work either.
0: Associated with Venus either. Hmm.
1: Okay. Anyway, so that was shot down. Continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got.
2: We don't know. Right.
1: So we've yeah. gotten down to the worm gods.
0: Okay. So you, you, I, I just made a note because early you did say opening a can of worms and I thought, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. Um, so, when The Taken King was released, I had set up some, um, you know, the, the way that the Ishtar Collective works generally is that every category has a set of keywords and those keywords are just patterns. So, in a lot of cases, they're just words, but for the Ahamkara category, um, anything that matches the pattern oh, bear a mine or or oh, read a mine or or oh, anything mine is classed as being related to Ahamkara, because up until the release of The Taken King, that rule had always made sense. Um, when the Books of Sorrow became available... One of the first things that I noticed is that several of those cards were put into the Ahamkara category. So, the reason that that happened is because that there are phrases that match that pattern. There are a few entries um, related to Oryx and to the Worm Gods that ended up in the Ahamkara category. Um, The first one is Needle and Worm, which is the fifth entry in the Books of Sorrow. So, we haven't done um, an episode about the Books of Sorrow yet, so I won't go into, you know, we could spend ages talking about the Books of Sorrow. So, basically, the character, um, is it Sathona at this point?
2: Yes. It is, yeah.
0: Yeah. The character Sathona has um, managed to... So... Uh, how am I going to phrase this? In the Books of Sorrow, there is a character who is the king of a, a kingdom on a planet called the Fundament. And one of his three daughters manages... before the, Before the king is killed, one of his three daughters manages to... Um, salvage an item of his which is a dead worm and Sathorna writes about this the worm carved in my code by Sathorna who should be afraid 1. it was my father's familiar I ripped it from him as we fled it is a dead white thing segmented, washed up from the deep sea it's dead but it still speaks to me it says Listen closely, O vengeance mine. Mm
1: -hmm. So another dead thing that talks.
0: Yeah. And it's not just a dead thing that talks. It's a dead thing that talks in exactly the same manner as it appears that the bones of the Ahamkara talk.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and... Isn't there a gun that whispers when you shoot it? Isn't that the Necrochasm, or am I? Or is that thorn, Red Death? Thorn
2: does. Thorn does that when you're hit by it. It whispers to you. But so, I think Necrochasm does as well when you have it equipped.
1: Necrochasm being a, another a hive gun.
2: Yeah. So and necrochasm. a weapon of sorrow. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, there are other entries in the books of sorrow that were that were added to the um, the Ahamkara category. Um, book eight, uh, Leviathan. Um, so this is um, further through the story in the books of sorrow. The three sisters salvage a ship and dive into the core of the planet. And um, they encounter a creature called the Leviathan. And the Leviathan urges the sisters to turn back. And Sathona argues against them and says, you know, don't listen to this Leviathan. Are you going to trust this Leviathan who, you know, wants us to, to stay on the surface and suffer like we've suffered all our lives? Or should we listen to this worm? The worm leads us in the right direction. Let us, and she says, let us dive, O oh sister's mine. Again, following the, the mannerisms of the, of, you know, the, the same mannerisms that we've seen in the Ahamkara bones. Mm-hmm. So well, so those are the those are the instances where we see that those that that pattern of phrase within the, the books of sorrow. But then there are also entries um, that actually just talk more directly about dragons. So um what's XLV in Roman
1: numerals 45 uh, 45 Is that right 40? Is XL 40? L, L is 50 ah. And the X is 10 Right? So It comes yeah. first So you subtract
0: yeah, Roman right. numerals are just I don't know how they Math. got anything done in Rome
1: It's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it, it is <sighs>
0: Anyway, so in um, in forty five, the again this is um, sorry the, the, this is um, I'll start that sentence again. In book, in entry forty five in the books of sorrow, um, Zivu Arath. Actually, is it Shivu?
2: Yeah, I think it would. I think it would probably be Jivu, because I think the pre, Oh, what was it? It's the it's the night morph of what I always pronounce the Giro X I R O. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's either like either Zivu or Vu Arath.
0: Uh, we can discuss the pronunciation in a different episode, I guess. But um, she says, talking about. Um, mainly talking about a race called the Harmony and uh, the Giftmast. She says, the dragons, our gods should be ours alone. Their smug freedom is an insult to me. I'd shut them all in cells. Bring them to me. And we don't really know what Mm -hmm. that means.
2: Yeah, I think this is the main counter-argument for those Folks who believe that the Amkara and the worms are one and the same. Um, if if Wrath uh, is basically saying that we want to go kill all the the dragons, uh, almost their own version of the um, Amkara hunt, then I would imagine that probably doesn't work with their their system of tithing to to uh, worm gods. Um, if you're going to go kill worm gods, you know that just doesn't add up to me. Um,
0: that's true, but you could also make the argument that they aren't nece- they're, they're, not, they're not necessarily the same creatures, they're just the same species.
2: Yeah. The other thing I was thinking is that that language, the oh blank mine, oh bear mine, O oh, vengeance mine, that might not be necessarily just related to the Amkara. There could be a relationship between the Amkara and the worm gods, or just the worms in general. And the Amkara have picked up that language, but it's not necessarily their their, you know yeah. pattern of speech. Yeah.
0: There's definitely a possibility. The 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 thing that the thing that strikes me most, and this is gonna get a little bit meta here, <laughs> is that whoever wrote these cards well I mean, we, we know Seth Dickinson wrote these particular cards, but the author of these cards wrote that for a reason. They yep. intentionally wrote you know, "All oh, vengeance mine. They intentionally wrote our gods should be ours alone. Their smug freedom is an insult to me. You know, I, I it, it's, it's not. To me, it seems like obviously we don't know what the connection is but there seems to have been a really intentional decision to associate the two things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, there's enough room there for any number of possibilities, but I would say, you know, generally speaking, if I had a, if I had to guess, which I which I don't like to do, but if I really had to speculate, I would say that there's probably a very close relationship between the two. I'm not saying yeah. that, the, that the that the worm gods and the ahamkara are the same creatures, the same individuals, I'm not even necessarily saying that they're all the same species but when the when the worms when the the three sisters dive into the depths of the fundament and they meet the worm gods I think it's in um, where
2: is it? Is that in Leviathan?
0: It's no, it's in um, Number Nine, The Bargain. Mm-hmm. Um, they dive into Fundament, and they're greeted first by the Leviathan, but then once they go past the Leviathan, they meet Yule. And Yule, so Yule is one of the one of the Worm Gods, and Yule says, "Behold my passage." Behold, my vast displacement, my ponderous strength, my great and calling length, my folded jaws and curled wings. Behold, the hiving cities symbiotic with my flesh. I am fecund, Orash. I am at the beginning and end of lives.
1: That sounds like a dragon and, to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh-huh. it is. it is like
0: My folded jaws and curled wings. That isn't describing a worm. There now, was, the, sorry,
1: there was one idea that worms um, come grow into dragons.
0: Yeah, that's possible. I mean, but we haven't seen any evidence of that either. The, every um, hive individual has a worm inside them, and you know, I I, I did wonder, you know, when we defeat Oryx is there going to be a a dragon or something that grows out of his worm but no that didn't that didn't happen um i i suspect that it's not that straightforward a relationship but it's impossible to know
2: um yeah yeah. I, I think also we should probably mention that um, there is some connection between the worm, uh, the, the word worm, and the word dragon in mythology. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes dragons were called worms or verms, depending on um, uh, which type of mythology and where, what culture and, and locale you were in. Yeah, um, that's what another reason people tie them together um, that closely that they may be the same exact thing. Yeah.
1: And the other thing that I ha- I noticed was that the hive worms grant power, right, to to the sisters and to Oryx um, in exchange for the payment, the price of having to continuously follow their nature forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know, like we talked about earlier, we don't know what the price the guardians were paying, but they were exchanging something for power that the Vanguard deemed was too great and if you go through and read the Books of Sorrows you might come to the conclusion that the price the sisters paid was too great for the power that they got mm-hmm. so it's something to think about yeah but we're definitely. getting pretty speculative
0: well I mean I don't I don't think it's speculative to say the Worms granted great powers to the three sisters at a great cost. And we know from certain grimoire cards that the Ahamkara granted certain powers or, or, or made promises to guardians at a great cost, even though we don't actually know, we don't have any evidence of what that cost was. So there, there, you know, there, there's definitely a similarity there, and we can say that without any speculation. It's just, it's just a fact that similarities there. We can't mm-hmm. say why that similarities there. That's where the speculation comes in.
1: Fair. Yep. All right. My family has just messaged me and said that they are waiting outside to come in and get drinks. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm gonna go. Okay, but if you guys um, have anything else you want to say, go ahead, and, and I can just put myself in at the end to say goodbye.
2: Well, I should definitely wrap up soon. I've got to get uh, to the airport okay. yeah. in the near future. But have fun.
1: Well,
0: shall we
2: just shall we
1: just you. wrap
0: up? Shall we too. just wrap up now before and everybody can go?
1: Um. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Real fast.
0: Okay. That's all for now. I think we've covered everything that we can think of. I hope this gets you thinking about the ahamkara. Again, you can find us on our website at www.ishtar-collective.net or on Twitter at ishtarcol And please feel free to tweet us any questions or if there's anything that you think we've missed, let us know. Um, I've been Baxter.
1: I've been Purple Chimera.
0: I've
2: been Normal Norman. See you next time. Bye. Bye.